Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, then this is the show for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach K. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create the life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and her co-host, Coach K. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Coach K? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Yes, yes. And so I'm so excited that we are talking about this topic. Can you date someone with a different religious belief? Yeah, this is a really, really, really good topic. And I think um, it's probably not even discussed enough before getting too far into the dating world. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yes, yes, because it's one of those things that are crucial to a person. You know what their spiritual beliefs are. Yes, indeed, especially if it's um, deep-rooted in the family. Yes, definitely, definitely, yes, yes. But before we get started on that, one of the things that we always talk about here is a charity. And one of the great ther- charities that we're doing is called Better Tomorrow. And Better Tomorrow is a charity that focuses on strength and helping people overcome adversity, which is so critical today. It is every resource that we can get or that we know about in that support realm is necessary. Right, right. Because... Um, there's always tomorrow. And if you're out there listening and you feel like, you know, today looks cloudy, today looks whatever the case may be, there's always tomorrow. And this organization is called www.bettertomorrow.org. Because it can always be better tomorrow. I love it. That's <laughs> perfectly. So let's talk about this whole dating aspect. Yes, because I think... um. As we get older or we um, leave our parents' house, one of the main things that we focus on besides career is who are we going to spend time with in our intimate time here as an adult on earth. Yep, that's because just like the career, that's something that you want long term. You know, just like buying a house, you want that long term. So having a, a partner by your side, you, you kind of want that long-term. So that's right up there with the, the major thing. And that's even a late middle school, early high school sometime thought for some people, because you hear about these, you know, high school sweethearts. And it's like, whoa, that's a long time. <laughs> yes, definitely. As someone who's been out in the dating world, um, I'm a believer that, um, you should know what you want, number one, before you go out there. Right. Yeah. You have to, because otherwise you just end up with anything, accepting all things. Um, 
and you may feel unfulfilled because you don't know what you were actually out looking for. Right, right. And if you're out there in the day and you're like, well, I don't know. Um, it is good to just casually date, but you start to, when you're looking for that mate, you know, to um, have children with or to enjoy, you know, your years on earth and you're looking for that soulmate, as many times people say. Yeah. yeah. That really happens when you know more about yourself and know what you want and what you bring to the table. So I always tell people to um, write down, just like you do vision board, mm-hmm. have a list. It, that's very important um, because, like I said, it's just like just walk through the grocery store without a grocery list. You typically end up spending more. You get things that you don't need, just like shopping for a life partner, yes. husband or wife. You're yes. just going out here and you end up with something in your cabinet a little too long that you really will never need. Right. <laughs> um, or you end up in this 15 year, you know, relationship that's going nowhere. Right. Right. And one of those um, things on the list is a person's spirituality, their faith. Should be in the very top part of the list, in my opinion. Um, because that really does matter, especially when trying times show up. Mm-hmm. That's typically when any of us who do have a faith or belief or spiritual um, power that we believe in or religion, that's when we lean into that the most. So if when trying times come up and that's where we're leaning and we're leaning this way, that may cause an entirely new problem. Um, however, I do believe that it's doable. Right, right, yeah. And, but I'm glad how you even mentioned that in trying times because that's really critical. What do people do when when they have stress? And if you're, you know, a person that has a strong faith and you depend on that, versus some people. Um, you know, go to the alcohol or go to, you know, strip joints or gamble or whatever the case may be. But it is really important to, and and even in my own dating, um, for someone to have a, a faith. Right. And I like how you said a faith. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be just one thing. Right. Um, because people, are, you know, will believe in what they believe in. But that comes with just believing in, in something. <laughs> right, right, yes. However, in the um, spiritual and in the Christian and all these, there's so many different religions out there. And um, for most of the majority of the religions, they do have a common theme. Right. Loving your higher power and loving your um, neighbor as yourself. But sometimes there's so much division. And even within a major religion, such as Christianity, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's division between Baptists, Catholic, Lutherans. Yeah. And can you date someone who has a different religious belief? What are the boundaries? I would say almost just like 
you know, that list, that, that's a, a an important conversation to have pretty early on into the dating realm, because someone who's really strong in their religion or really strong in their spirituality um, possibly has a family who was also just as strong and and steal that or pass that down. So, you know, when you're dating a person, you're kind of dating their family a little bit. <laughs> and so if we're thinking long-term, then we're also thinking about children, as you mentioned earlier, and marriage, as you mentioned earlier. And both of those things, just like during trying times, both of those two things have a touch of spirituality, religion, or some type of belief incorporated into them. Mm-hmm. So having, you know, varying backgrounds or beliefs without that discussion, what does that look like? Right. <laughs> right. And I think the discussion, besides also discussing what you believe in, is also how you practice. Right. Because there's some people that um, let's say they may believe in the same Baptist religion or whatever, but one believes um, I need to practice and be in church every Sunday, while another may believe, you know, if we can make it, we can make it. We don't, we don't. Yeah. So talking about practice, and that also relates to other aspects because even certain religions have um, holidays, some of them celebrate birthdays, some of them don't. These are things that you have to bring to the table. And how do you negotiate that? Yeah. Because if if you if your love language is receiving gifts, right, and you are now dating someone who had, you know, who grew up in a religion that holidays aren't a thing. So they were never into gifting and it's just another day, and you're really big, like. Christmas is your thing. You always grew up, your family had a big dinner. It was a big whip to do. You did all the house. To have a partner that is just like, meh, you know, if you if you don't have that discussion on the front end, then that absolutely can draw, you know, draw a wedge in between things. But if you talk about it in enough time that they can understand, okay, I can support you as you celebrate but i just won't engage Mm -hmm. in as much celebration Mm -hmm. Um, but then there are some that are just not willing to budge at all but you find those things out on the front end right and that support can look totally different you know i've been in um relationships where a partner has supported me in the sense of um my christian and catholic upbringing but didn't really go go to service with me. And that's just, but they supported that I went. But then um, I've been in another relationship or a current relationship where I go to his, he goes to mine. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So we support it. So we're right there with each other. And we talk about what the differences are that we saw that day and what's similar. And yeah. So it's bringing it. Yes but it's having that discussion. Right. And the thing is, you'll know if it's a hard no-go. If this is someone who's saying, nope, not going to do it. 
I'm not getting up on Sunday. I'm not getting up on Saturday to go to celebrate, you know, this ent- entity um, because maybe they don't believe in an entity at all. Right. You know, they could be of that realm. So if you think of someone who has no belief whatsoever in any higher power, no entity, no nothing. And then you, on the other hand, were brought up in a Christian, you know, Baptist background history. That's a really deep, intense conversation of, is this a part of your top three? Right. And when I talk about the top three, I always think it's important. um, And some people may do top five. What are the top three things that you that's a that's a hard no. I will not date or be with someone who either does or does not have this thing. And if religion is a part of your top three, then you have to make that decision pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Yes, because religion can also um, and your faith can also deal with the support that you're going to get. Right. About your relationship. Yeah. Yes. 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 So in some families and some cultures or whatever the case may be, if you marry or have a relationship with someone who's outside of that, um, they may ostracize you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're thinking, you know, hey, I'm going to marry this some person, but I'm going to change their belief system. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying, yes, yeah, it's, it sometimes makes it much more difficult to think you're going to change someone because that usually does not happen. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is not a thing. It's mm-hmm. definitely not a thing. Um, and it's, it's, if that's someone anyway, I don't think I would want to be involved with them because if your thought is to come in and change me, then wow. you went into it for the wrong reason anyway. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, um, another difficult thing that may come to play is, you know, having you know, children. Um, something as simple as circumcision. There's some beliefs that when a male child is born that right then and there in the hospital, you know, we go ahead and we get out the way. Not that it's a religious thing or anything. Some of it is. Right. But then there are other religions that at a certain age, then there's a full blown ceremony. Right. And so if I was brought up that this happens when the child is young, they're not, you know, it's not too much trauma. They won't. It's just one and done. And you're of a a religion that at the age of, you know, puberty or manhood. Right. And it's like, I think that's cruel. I don't, you know, this is something I don't want to do. But I'll tell you, there's not a lot of people that when we're dating, even in years two, probably didn't even bring that part of it up. Didn't even think that far in advance when it comes to the children and something as simple as that. Right. Right. And also, I'm just thinking even um, with children's, even in the sense of um, baptism or being yeah. a Christian or Christianized or whatever, like in my faith, it's you're baptized as a baby. Mm-hmm. Others, um, you're baptized or you're Christian um, when you 
have that age where you can say, hey, I want to follow X, Y, or Z. And what exactly do you want your kids to um, formulate in their faith? Right. You know, and some people believe, hey, I don't want to show my kid anything Mm -hmm. and let them come up on their own. Others like, no, I only want them to see this right here. Don't want anyone else to um, influence. Yeah. So these are conversations that definitely need to be had. They absolutely do. Because like you said, what do we what do we show the children? Do we show them at all? You know, I want to make sure that my child has birthday parties where you don't even celebrate, you know, birthdays because it's it's and then. So on the flip side of this. Say you both were of the same faith. Yes. And. 10 years down the line, one of you started to practice and learn about another religious background or faith mm-hmm. or spirituality. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother arena. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do you start to share that um, with your partner as you're learning about different or another faith? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my husband at one point, he he started to learn about different, you know, not just one, but he started to learn about just different religions and different spiritualities. Um, and we usually, you know, stay in the realm of spirituality. I was born in the, the Baptist church. Okay. Um, he grew up going to church, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we got older, he began to explore and, and seek and learn. And so did I. But we talked about it. You know, he didn't try to say, well, hey, you should do this or we have to. He he just said, you know, this is something that I just read about and we talked about it. If I'm uninterested, then I'll just say that. OK, that's really nice. I support that. I think you should dig further into it. Right. But I want to make sure that I'm the hand that's on his back to support it. But I don't have to immerse myself in it at all. Right. Um but I never want him to feel like I wouldn't support whatever it is that he's doing. But of course, that's many, many years of us being together. But those are the t- kind of thoughts that you need to have while mm-hmm. you're dating. Right, definitely. And even as, as for yourself, um, so I was raised Catholic um, <clears throat> and ever since I was little. But I've always wanted to learn about different religions. And right. so I studied about all of the different religions and that kind of stuff. And I found a faith that's good for me because I realized that they all have the same um, basic principle. But one of the faiths that I did learn about was Buddhism Mm. in the sense of the meditation and stuff. And so when I met my current partner who grew up uh, in a Methodist, yes, and he does practice Buddhism, um, I was able to relate and, and figure out where the commonalities are. You know, and I do think um, in the search for faith, everyone should not just take what your parents say, but search. Right. Find what's good. What's good for you. Absolutely. And I love that. I love that you said that you, you know, I want to learn just as much as you want to learn. And then we just we we land where we land. Um, But what you said was super important is that 
you learned enough to see there's a commonality in it. Right. So the core or the base is, you know, pretty much the same. It's the surroundings is the part of, do I want to go to this, the way that they celebrate that this way or the way they celebrate it that way. So, right. Definitely. And I think that that's important to look at and to be a part of it because, um, in reality, we all know there's only one entity out there that that, that created whatever this is. And I, and I personally believe it's um, we're taught based on where we were born, mm-hmm. who raised us. But I cannot be sure that if I was raised somewhere else, this is what I would believe. Yeah, that the the pockets of religion religion is real. Mm-hmm. Based on what someone is, you have a good idea right. of where they come from. Like if all of us were in the same state, um, you would know, oh, that that person is probably from northeast right. something because that community there is really strong. Like like the Amish community. Right. You know, they have a very strong faith in in who they believe in and the practices that come with it. Right, exactly. And that's what you mentioned earlier. It's not just the faith. It's the practices right. of it. Right. But we don't know if you and I were born into an Amish um, culture, would we still have the same belief system as we have now? Or right. if we were born in China, or we were born in XYZ, because we're so influenced by um, the people that raise us, the things that we see on TV, our, you know, our city, our town has influenced how we see things. Yeah. And now let's think about the wedding. I love to see the multicultural, multi-religions, multi-spirituality weddings. Mm -hmm. Because to me, that says that these two people had genuine conversations with each other to the point where they have agreed to bring both of their religious or spirituality or their faith beliefs into the union that they're about to form. And they're also showing their families that this is what we accept of each other. Right. So that there is no big family to do. Cause that's, that's big, you know, certain, certain faiths, your family almost runs the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Which is, um, talks about boundaries. <laughs> yes. A whole other show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, And then, so let's think about the ones who didn't have the most positive experience in their religious spirituality or faith-based upbringing. Right. And they meet this person who is, you know, did have a positive experience. And so they're really strong in that. And that's just what they want to do. And they love it. If you don't have that conversation, that is also a really, really, really tough conversation to have mm-hmm. um, because you have to dig into some. And, it, and it's usually, you know, from pretty young. So you have to reopen some po- possible wounds. And that's when we kind of get into the, you know, the intimacy space, the trust space of, of the relationship. How do we get through that? where you were once a part of the same religious background that I am, 
you kind of strayed away because of some very negative experiences that you have. I would say I wouldn't want that person to try to convince the other one to come back versus just being a support listen and encourage them to get some professional support. Right, definitely. And I'm just thinking in the sense of how this relates a lot to couples. If you have a strong faith, you may make decisions based on your strong faith. You know, I hear my power, tell my inner power, God telling me to do this. But then if your partner, um, like you said, didn't have that strong or doesn't have believers, some of the church has burned them. They're like, well, I cannot, I, I can't support you in, in this decision to open up a business. But you felt like God told you, yeah, but it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? That's why those conversations need to happen for a couple yeah. to feel connected. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching one of the, the loving marriage somethings and the wife, um, she was painting the wall and the husband came in and was like, so I just want to let you know that I'm going to um, seminary school and I'm going to become a pastor. And she kind of was painting and she stopped like, what? do you mean we're going to talk about it or, or do you mean that it's, he said, Oh, it's already done. I'm already enrolled. I'm, I'm doing this thing. And you can tell she was very upset. Well, the conversation that she had with, with him is, you know, the upbringing that I had, her father's a pastor. Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't the best person to her mother, mm. you know, there were some infidelities. There was some, you know, she didn't have a positive experience about the church and that particular religion. Mm-hmm. And so now her husband, who's already made the decision. And she said that it's triggering to me because these are the things that my dad did to my mom, which is made decisions without talking to her. Right. And now it's like, okay, so I know that there were infidelities. Is that the next step? Mm-hmm. So people do have those negative experiences and they can be triggering mm-hmm. for the other person. So mm-hmm. to make that decision without even talking to her and they were already married, that's, that's huge. That's a yeah. big, big no, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then I was also thinking, even when we talk about practicing, um, when two people who, let's say they have strong faith and they practice, but they each are tied to their own church, their own X, Y, Z. Then when you bring them together, yeah, how do you decide which church to go to, what service to do, this and that, those conversations. Yeah. You know, I never missed a Sunday, so it's no way that we can go to mine every other Sunday so that we can go to yours and I don't want to get up early and go to the eight o'clock for yours. And then we go to 11 o'clock is that, you know, so it's, it's what's in your top three. What are you willing to accept? Um, I love that you, you talked about finding the commonality between all of them. Mm-hmm. I think the one that will probably be the most difficult is for someone who doesn't believe in any type of entity whatsoever, you know, um, an atheist and a, and a Christian or a Baptist or uh, a Buddhist or a spiritualist. Right. That's probably going to be a hard sell right there. Mm -hmm. Unless some really serious, deep and truthful conversations I had 
but you can't talk about every scenario right, <laughs> before exactly. you get married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are people who are atheists and there are people who are agnostic, you know, um, and you may not. I know when I was in college, I met someone and her parents just never talked about God or mm -hmm. anything or any higher power. So she's like had no belief system. And how that is totally different than having a belief system, um, like you said, that may be a negative experience. Yeah, or having a positive one or having a mixture of a variety of things. Yeah. I guess the main thing we're talking about is you got to communicate it. You got to start talking about it because it can right. lead to a lot of um, miscommunication, lack of trust. Yes. Lack of intimacy. Lack of intimacy, <laughs> yes. And that intimacy of spiritual intimacy is so important. It is. Yeah. It's almost the connection of you with you. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because in reality, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about how it's connected, but we're all connected. This is a such an important conversation. And there's someone that will see this that have been dating. And like you said, when you think about the, the young lady who the parents just never talked about, you know, God or um, spiritual being or anything, just never talked about it whatsoever. So it was never a forethought in their mind right. for them to go out into the world and meet someone and this is what they do talk about you know will that turn into now from a null experience to a negative because oh my gosh you're talking about this too much i don't want to hear it right. or will it turn into a hmm i really want to learn more an inquisitive place mm -hmm. yeah so, but yeah. you, you just don't know. <laughs> right. right. And so we wanted to just bring this topic out as an inquisitive in the sense of the importance of talking about faith and talking about spirituality. And if you're out there in a relationship and you have a different religious belief, what we're saying is you need to talk about it. You need to start working at, you know, can I live with this? Can I not? What are the similarities? What are the differences? You know, if we are, if we do decide to have children, how's that going to impact? Yes. Yes. Think about all of the major life events that potentially could happen between you and your partner and weigh that out before making a huge commitment. Because the reality is if someone checks all of the boxes, they are amazing. Everything that you ever set out to have. And the one holdout is in the religious or spirituality or faith-based place. You really have to think that one through. Because again, if that's in your top three, they, they check all 25 of the other boxes. Right. But if that is in your top three or your top five, right. are you willing to make that compromise? Right because that's a lifelong commitment once the marriage comes into place. Right, right. And one quick other thing, it's a lifelong commitment, but also in many of the faiths, there's a life beyond this life. Mm 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And um, having different viewpoints of what happens is also something to um, talk about and discuss. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> well, it's been a great discussion. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back and to talk about um, what's our upcoming shows. We'll be back in a moment. Are you in a relationship with someone that you see often, but you feel so disconnected with them? Bringing intimacy back can help you bring the intimacy back to your relationship. BIB is dedicated to inspire, enlighten, and encourage intimate connections. Live shows, weekly guest speakers with over 29,000 downloads. We can help promote your products and services, grow your business and clientele with BIB. Want to become part of the BIB family? You can now sponsor with us. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Yes, that was a wonderful conversation about different religious beliefs and and how that's so important in the intimacy of a couple. And so one call to action is if you're out there and you're like, um, you know, we always talk about intimacy on this show. And you're wondering, you know, am my partner and I, are we compatible? You know, uh, do I have self-intimacy? How's my spiritual intimacy? Well, we have on our website on bringingintimacyback.com intimacy quizzes to help bring insight into that inquisitive mind. Or you want to know, hey, how good am I at intimacy? Check out the quizzes on bringingintimacyback.com. And you may end up, if you sign up for the quiz, you know, get some freebies as you sign up and look. Yes. So. All right. I love freebies. So y'all need to go and take these quizzes. You get to learn something and possibly get something free. Listen, <laughs> knowledge and freebies. Um, we have some great shows coming up in the coming weeks. So on August the 17th, we have Back to the Basics of Genuine Love with Paul Zoman. On August 24th, we have How Food Fuels Intimacy, and that will be Dr. April and myself. On August the 31st, we have Overcoming Sexual Pain with Mary Grimberg. All right. Yes, some exciting things come. So if you like what you hear, please like us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, in YouTube and follow us and rate us and we will see you guys next week. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. Bye. Bye, Roddy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back where intimacy is real. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Dr. April Brown's seventh book series, Improving Intimacy, is now on Amazon. We'll see you next Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Don't forget to follow, share, and subscribe.